They tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. Shitcoiners are into Bitcoin too, man. They're just into your Bitcoin. They want your fucking Bitcoin. They tried to make me go to rehab. Hello there from Bedford in the United Kingdom, the Bitcoin capital of the world. How are you all doing? Are you having a good week? It's very exciting here in England. We're about to be let out of prison. In two weeks, we can go and get haircuts. We can see our friends. It's all very, very exciting. Now, what about Bitcoin, right? We went up to 62K. We got back down to around 50K. I think a few people got a bit nervous. Hold those diamond hands, my friends. I did an interview with Willie Wu yesterday talking about this. It's going to be out early next week. We are looking strong. We are in a very good place. Anyway, welcome to the What Bitcoin podcast, which is brought to you by the Mighty Kraken, the best place to buy, sell, and trade Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack, and today I am joined by my good buddy, American Hoddle, and Phil Geiger from Unchained Capital, where we're going to be doing our first Bitcoin rehab. But before that, I do have a message from my show sponsors. Okay, first up, we have my newest sponsor, which is Ledger, the hardware wallet manufacturer. Now, Ledger was the first hardware wallet I ever bought back in early 17 when I was getting back into Bitcoin. People were saying, you need a hardware wallet. It was a choice, really, between a Trezor or a Ledger, and I went with the Ledger. And I am still using the Nano S I bought four years ago, and it still works perfectly. Now, the reason I love Ledger, it comes down to UX. I'm always going on about UX. Always talking about how we need to keep things as easy as possible, especially for new people coming into Bitcoin, because a lot of this shit is complicated. And Ledger takes the complications out of this. The device itself is very easy to use, but also it connects to the software Ledger Live, which makes it really easy to safely manage your Bitcoin. And now if you have an Android phone, you can use your Nano S to safely manage your Bitcoin on the go. If you want to find out more, head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D. G-E-R.com. Next up, we have Kraken, the best place for buying and selling Bitcoin. And it's the only place I am using right now for buying and selling Bitcoin. Now, Kraken is consistently rated the best and most secure crypto exchange. And as you know, because I'm always going on about it, security is really important to me. They also have the best in class in customer service. So if you have an issue, whatever it is, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you want to reach out to them, they are going to get that fixed for you. And if you want to start trading Bitcoin, they have every tool you could possibly need. So whatever your level of experience, if you head over to Kraken.com, it could not be easier to sign up and start trading Bitcoin. They also have a beautiful mobile first app so you can trade Bitcoin on the go. And with their margin trading futures and OTC desk, they have got every option covered for you. There is no better place to trade Bitcoin. You can find out more at Kraken.com or download the app. It's available for the iPhone and Android. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K-E-N. P-R-O, and we also have BlockFi. Now, since before Christmas, I have been going on about the imminent release of their Bitcoin Rewards Visa credit card, which is coming so soon, I cannot wait for this. You'll be able to stack a 1.5% rewards in Bitcoin on all card purchases. Just think about that for a second. Every time you swipe your card, you can stack more sats. How cool. How cool is that? Now, I want it as soon as possible. I've been moaning at Zach saying, come on, Zach, get me my card. God damn it. And uh, hopefully it's going to be coming soon. But if you want to get a card, the waitlist is open to the public. You do not even have to be a BlockFi customer account holder to be eligible to join. If you want to find out more, just head over to BlockFi.com. 
which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. Okay, so on to the show, and I am joined by my buddy, American Hoddle, for what is going to be a monthly show. As you know, I've got regular monthly shows with Shinobi covering tech, Lin on macro, and Willie on trading, but I felt like we needed something a bit more fun, and I always love talking to Hoddle, so I said, come on, dude, let's make a monthly show, let's do a Bitcoin rehab, you can shit talk, you can yell at me, we can get into Bitcoin. And he agreed. So this is the first one. But with this one, we've also been joined by Phil Geiger from Unchained Capital, who was arbiter of our very public bet about the US elections. If you didn't see this, you don't know about this, we took a bet. We bet half a Bitcoin each on the outcome. I went for Biden, he went for Trump, and we locked up the bet in a two of three multi-sig with Unchained Capital. So with my sweet, sweet victory, it was time to claim my prize and I'm not going to lie, it felt fucking great. Hoddle gave me shit. All his mates gave me shit. <laughs> After the bet was made, literally, for months. You're an idiot. You're going to lose your money. It felt good, man. It felt really good to win this bet. But I'm going to give him a chance to win it back at some point. But with so much going on in Bitcoin, we had to cover some other stuff. We took some time to dissect what's going through the minds of risk analysts and money managers around the world as they come to grips with the reality of a trillion dollar Bitcoin. And also, Phil spent some time reminding us how important it is to manage our private keys. I'm going to get fucking savage for this one, by the way. <laughs> All right, listen, truth be told, I lost my key for the multi-sig we created for the bet. I know, I'm a moron, I'm a moron, I know it. I'm going to get savage for this. But it was useful to have Phil there to kind of explain to us that how important it is to have these multi-sigs set up correct and look after your private key. Look, I'm not going to lie, there is a lot of swearing in this show. If you don't like swearing or you're around your kids, I don't think I've ever warned people before, but you might not want to have this on. Uh, also, it's not particularly a serious show. This is a bit of fun, this one. So uh, just enjoy it for what it is. Um, if you do want to reach out to me, if you've got any questions, you can hit me up. It's hello at whatbitcoindid.com. Getting so many emails at the moment, but happy to do it. I might take some time to get back. You know, it's 30 to 40 a day at the moment, but please do reach out to me. Outside of that, head over to Defiance. We've got a brand new show up on Defiance. It's about the digital afterlife produced by Edwina Starr. It's an absolute cracker of a show. So please go and check that out. Sign up to my newsletter. That's at neveredit.com. And also, the empire is expanding. We are launching a media company just to bring everything we're doing together. It's going to be called Hijack Media. Some exciting things coming with that very soon. Okay, listen, love you all. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you all next week. Yo, Hoddle. How you doing? Yo, yo. Phil, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, so we haven't spoken since the bet. When was that? When did we actually make that bet? Uh, like July? No. Yeah. We made it a while ago. The, the Bitcoin was a... Like the... 10,000. Because the bet was like $5,000 each at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like 9,600, I think. Yeah. The Bitcoin price. Yeah. And it's now worth... It's now worth what, like twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars? Uh, yeah. Don't remind. Can me. you price that? Well, in no, Tesla's I'm reminding for you us? because that 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 twenty six. <laughs> that is that is like almost a Model Three, almost a Model Three. Well, it's the, it's it's actually point eight of a Model Three. It's pretty much the de the deposit. Hold on, hold on. You're gonna love this. Let me tell you, because I'm picking up my. I think I'm getting my new car. I'm, I'm financing your high time preference, aren't I? That's what you're going to tell me. <laughs> I got to get so much shit for some of this. But hold on, I've got the huddle uh, over here. Oh, huddle over here is drinking the champagne of sparkling water, Topo Chico. <laughs> That's right, Topo Chico, motherfucker. Is that the lime nice. version? The best. This is the yeah, the lime. The lime's the best. So good. 
Topo Chico makes me want to move to Texas. Right. You know? So the, the the deposit on the on the car is nineteen thousand uh, pounds. Let's see what that is in dollars. <laughs> Twenty six thousand and forty six. And um, Bitcoin is. So it's at fifty one or something right now. Yeah. So you pretty much pay my deposit. So not. Not quite, not quite. No, I'm, I wouldn't say. I'm going to hodl overnight, and if it if it hits fifty two thousand, I'm selling that half. Betting in Bitcoin, dude. Betting in Bitcoin is the fucking worst for the loser of the bet. Yeah. For the winner of the bet, it's like eternal victory. Yeah. But if you lose the bet, it's the fucking worst. Can I just say that the election was totally rigged? No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> well, look, look, that's the only thing is I, I'm not really going to sell it because if I sell it, I can't keep reminding you, right? Because when Bitcoin hits, that's true. Like, that's Half true. a million dollars. I can I can say, do you remember that time you gave me $250,000? <laughs> Peter, you should just right. uh, reach out to the guys that do the kind of automated uh, your $1,200 stimulus check in Bitcoin, um, you know, to, to just do like an automated bot that says HODL's uh, 0.1 or 0.5 Bitcoin bet. <laughs> well, HODL's kind of, kind of got me over, uh, I don't know how you say it in America, but... Well, listen. We last time we all sat down, <laughs> we wanted to make the bet, and we wanted to like do the whole uh, multi sig with you guys, right? Uh, with uh, Unchained yeah, Capital, it, and I've got a slight problem. So here, <laughs> well, so here's what happened. I conceded the bet to you, uh, bef- like right around the time the media called it. Yeah. I wasn't one of these hang on until the inauguration because I was like, <laughs> listen, Trump, Trump doesn't have the evidence. I think I think a lot of us felt there was something fishy about the election, but it's probably because there's something fishy about every election, and we just don't normally pay that close of attention to it. So it's like I view it like betting on a, a football game. Like there's going to be bad calls, shit's going to happen, the refs are going to fuck up. That's what it was like. So I conceded early, and when I conceded, I was just like, "All right, th- this is a this is a fucking two or three. So it only needs Peter and Phil. So I'm just going to ignore my part because what's it matter to me? It's not my money anymore. Fuck you, it's my money. And so I said, I told you, I said, go get with Phil. Phil will help you out. Phil still has his key. And then what did you tell me, Peter? Well, I said to you, I turned around (laughs) to you and I said, I actually said, no, I'm not going to take your money until um, he's conceded because I thought I would be a good guy. But that was actually a lie. Because I'm a fucking moron and I don't know where I put the. I was meant to write something down. What was what was I meant to write down when we set up the multi? You were sp- well. You were supposed to keep the the. Fu- I mean, we told you this when we did the show. We said save this text file. Yeah. <laughs> so did, it has- did, did did I save a text file or did I copy and paste something? You should have saved a text file. The other thing that uh, I don't think either of you realized yeah. is that engaging my key. There was some fine print in our verbal agreement where there's a 10% signing <laughs> fee. So it's very expensive to use the, the escrow key here. That's, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> that's on Peter. That's on Peter. I'm, yeah. Pay I'm the man his money, well. Peter. Pay the man. Okay. You're out there buying Aston Martins. You can pay Phil his finder's fee. You know? I, I need I need to talk to uh, Parker about that first because I I didn't know. <laughs> so no, but I well, was like trying to find it. So I was trying to find it and I thought there's like could it be in notes? Like, did I put it in the notes? Is it like something if somebody found it would be useful or should it be somewhere secure? Well, you need the key. You need the key for it. You need the device to be able to sign. But you still, it's still something you should keep secure. I've, so, got, the, I've got the device. I've yeah, so, the, so Peter, in, in multi-sig, it, it eliminates single points of failure in that you can lose yeah, yeah. a seed or lose a device. 
And then somebody who has that seed or has a device isn't able to find or spend your Bitcoin. But it comes with that trade-off of additional complexity where you need this file, which is essentially like a treasure map to your addresses. So uh, if you don't have the map right. to the addresses, you basically just have a key and you don't know where you can use it. But luckily, you, well, you so, used a good escrow service. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Did I, will I have saved a file? I'm going to get you fucking should, you should, savage. You should have. Or, you or, should or have. did I copy and paste something off the website and then did I copy something off the website and paste it? I kind of had a feeling I copied and pasted it. We used Caravan, and the way Caravan works is it has the you you have the ability to save it as a text file, which is what you should have done, which is what we told you to do. I'm pretty can, sure if we go can back, can I search my Mac? Can I search my Mac Mac for like dot txt? I've got some txts on it, right. Yeah, oh, for the the Just individual in addresses, it saves it as like a little txt file, and it'll it'll say you know two of three multi sig. What what's the name of the file? I named mine Trump Bet. Oh, for fuck's sake, so it could be anything. What would be in the file? Can I because you can search what would like what would if I type something into my search, what would it be? Uh what is an XPUB? Fuck off. No, seriously. <laughs> the file contains all of the XPUBs. Yeah. I thought you were trolling me. Uh, yes. <laughs> um so oh, so the God. file in order to find your multi-signature Bitcoin addresses, you have to have all of the yeah. extended public keys. Um, that were used to create the address or create the uh, wallet. I think in in this case, we actually have, uh, we we just did a single address at a time. So it's just the file contains uh, what's known as a redeem script, which contains all three public keys individually that created the address. So all this stuff is uh, native and it's how how Bitcoin addresses work. But with single signature addresses, you can kind of hide that information. You don't need to kind of put that front and center. With multi-sig, uh, by eliminating single points of failure, you do have to then keep track of that additional information. Well, I'm a single point of failure, so uh, I've, well, I've, so Peter, I've lost this is a, it. this is a great example of, of why it. somebody would uh, use the collaborative custody model. So I know there's some great services out there. Casa is a sponsor of your pod at Unchained Capital. We do the same thing where where you hire a company to yeah. hold one out of three keys to your multi-sig addresses, so that you can make a mistake and uh, you you haven't lost Bitcoin. You know, so we always hear those articles of Go ahead. If Hodder was as big a moron as me and we'd both lost it, we'd be fucked, right? You'd be fucked. I already lost the bet. I don't give a shit yeah, what happens true. to this Bitcoin. <laughs> I have the I'm file too. I, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be so bad when, when this goes out that I've done this, I'm gonna get savage <laughs> so fucking hard. Well, it's like I dude, would never know like, shit. Dude, you you just you took your key and you basically just threw it away. You're like the old lady at the end of the Titanic, just throwing the diamond off the. Like that's what you did, Peter. That's I what thought, you fucking did. Yeah, I thought I copied and pasted it into notes or something. And if I had lost my key, like because I just didn't give a fuck about the bet, let's say I, you know, because I lost, I deleted it or whatever. Mm. You're screwed. You're totally screwed. Phil would just be left holding one key. I I'm a fucking moron. Literally, I'm a, but do you know what this? Do you know what this is? I'm happy to like take this one for the team because you know what this proves. <laughs> this proves that um, like Unchained Capital's process has a flaw in it. And do you know what, Phil? Imagine I hadn't gone through this, and one of your big customers had a, someone who's moronic as me. I've actually saved you future pain. You know, you now know that you might deal with people as stupid as me who are going to really fuck this up. So you're going to have to explain this all to them. Well, let's take let's take a step back here, Peter. Let's 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 
let's think about what we're doing here. So first of all, uh, what we're using is Caravan, which is our open source, free to use tool. Uh, and we used it for a, you know, a bet, which isn't a, a typical use case that our, our clients would use the Caravan for. Um, <laughs> when, when we have premium clients, we walk them through, you know, setting up their multi-signature vault, which is a little bit more foolproof uh, than Caravan. Caravan, what are you saying I am? I, <laughs> you're, I usually, you know, you usually, Pete, people don't get their their keys and then immediately discard them. You know, usually they go, "Oh, there's something valuable on here. Maybe I should put it somewhere safe and make a backup copy of it." Yeah, well, usually you don't be, have people as fucking stupid as me. Doing shit, so. <laughs> I'm literally the bo- I'm literally the bottom use case for Bitcoin. If it, if I can figure it but, out, but, it, and it, by the way, what Phil works. said is important. What, this is the DIY version of Unchained Capital Service. Usually, yeah. there's somebody like Phil handholding you <laughs> in order to make sure you don't fuck this up this badly. You know. Uh, well, look, I have fucked it up because I'm a moron. I'm so sorry. But listen, we just assumed, man. You're like a big Bitcoin podcaster. We assumed you could hang on to one, just one key of a Dude, multisig. We, I've got, I've got, I've got know? a team. I've got a team that looks after this shit now. Like in the next <laughs> next next bet we make, you, I'll bring my people in. And <laughs> well, there definitely will need to be a next bet because I'm not going to lie, this one hurts. I need to All claw right. this one back. You know. Okay, I am tempted by the three hundred thousand one. I think that's a really interesting bet. Yeah, that one is interesting. So what that was the bet? Really- it was three hundred k. We were talking. We were John on Twitter about it. No, someone else so was, the- and I just dipped in. You you had a so thing with somebody else. I was saying I'm very confident that the price will hit three hundred k before end of year. Yeah, and you were saying you don't. You would take the opposite side of that. Bet. No, I'm saying I'm saying I'm tempted by it because I think that's an interesting bet. I think it's a three hundred k is an interesting. No- yeah, it's an interesting yeah, number. It's sure. a really interesting number because it's slightly above Plan B's. Um, mm-hmm. Before this, I just got off a call with uh, Willy Woo, and he's uh, he's moved his target from two fifty to three hundred. Um, yeah, I uh, I probably I mean I would have taken that bet. I'd have taken that bet probably at the start of the year. Now, I've done the thing with Willie. I'm just not sure. I think, for me, like, I've got to say, is it, do I think I'm ahead? Like, with the Trump thing, I thought I was ahead. Despite you and all the other fucking people giving me shit all year saying, you're going <laughs> to lose that money. You're a fucking moron. I, I was pretty confident on that one. This one, I'm not. If it was 400, I t- if it was 400, I'm like, okay. Or even 350, I'm like, mmm. The only problem with this bet <laughs> is that if you lose, like, if you lose, you're essentially o- definitely losing over 300,000. Yes. But if you win, you're winning less than 300,000, if you see what I mean. That's the problem. That's the problem with yeah. taking the bear side of any Bitcoin bet. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you almost need, like, a, you almost need, like, a 60-40 play. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, I wouldn't take Fuck that. you. But, but no. I, I, I want my Bitcoin. I want my half of Bitcoin back. <laughs> I am tempted. I'm not I giving you 60-40. Yeah, I'm tempted. If it was a smaller bet, like I think I might, I might do it. I might do it. Let me think about it. I'm, I'm we could, tempted. we could, we could do it for like. You want to do it for like ten million sats instead of like half a bitcoin. We could do it for like one tenth of a bitcoin. Yeah, like point one bitcoin. Let me have a think about. It. I, the only reason okay. I'm like mm, ten million sats, please, Peter, please. No, because no, it's because I, I think um, Willie, like I say, he's changed his target to three hundred. So I. Th- I think really, and knowing like the, the amount of effort he puts into Glassnode and looking at different data, he's pretty bang on with most of his predictions. When, by the way, the two eighty eight thing with Plan B, uh, I think what everybody misses about that that prediction from Plan B is that the model always overshoots 
So at the top, it always overshoots whatever the model price is. Mm. So if that model is correct, and like obviously there's a lot of debate in the community about whether it's correct or not, but listen, fuck it. It's a good meme. I like it. I'm going to keep using it as a meme chart. has pretty colors on it. So let's just assume it's correct. It always overshoots. 288 is not the prediction. That's not mm-hmm. the top prediction. 288 is like the median, and it's going to go above 288. Where do you think it's going to go? For me personally, like, mm. there's a lot of fear in the community today. I don't know if you've noticed that on Twitter. Like, morale is low at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah people seem scared. It. There's vague threats. Guys like Mike Green are out there making vague threats. Ray Dalio is saying, you know, it's very likely it'll be banned, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so man. when I see that and I see a bunch of people get scared, I just get super fucking bullish. And so for me, I think we're definitely going like 750K, 800K. Like, I think it's going to look like the price is taking a run at a million. And then we're going to stall out before we hit a million. Like, you're just going to be, it's going to be the same thing as 2017. You're going to mm-hmm. be thinking, this is it. Hyper-Bitcoinization is upon us. Like, we are just going to the fucking moon, 10 million a coin next year, and then it's going to deflate all the way back. (laughs) Like, I definitely don't think the cycles are over. I think super cycle, to me, I gave a lot of thought to this. It's just wrong. It's just straight up wrong because, listen, these institutions have mandates where they have to sell. They have to rebalance. I mean, they're not going to be the hardened hodlers we all think they are just because they're big money. You know, Mm. there is going to be a lot of selling. It will cascade. The fractal will play out again because it's reflexivity. Like it exists in the human mind. Like this is all psychology. And so there will be a Bitcoin winter like there has been every other cycle. And we will continue moving in these four-year halving cycles at least probably until the end of the decade. That's my thesis. I did see that thing the other day with it. I can't remember who did it because I retweeted it. Um, Someone put out… I think regardless of what price it goes to… Regardless of what price it goes to, we should all be thinking about how to secure our Bitcoin as if it was a million dollars per coin. That's true. Or you could take the Peter McCormack approach and just chuck it in a bin and, and, and you know, not, not remember where you're <laughs> casting his Wait, keys into the fires of Mordor. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I've got my foolproof casa. You know what? Actually, I don't know. Do you know what? 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 I don't know if that is foolproof. What if I fucked that? Uh, we'll come back did? to that. We'll come back to that firstly, because just because I want to talk about so Peter, they, MY- they do, I believe, provide you with a sovereign recovery file as well. So at Unchained, we provide you with a sovereign recovery Pete, file. Pete doesn't have what? that. <laughs> Pete, Pete has no idea what that is. He doesn't have fuck? it. He has no idea. He what printed it, is. it out. He's, He's like, this it. looks interesting. He's never this looks important. Let me just shred it. <laughs> what? what? And then let me just light that that trash can on fire after I finish shredding it. What? 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 Pete, what, fuck, Pete, what do is, you really not know? What, do you really not know what a sovereign recovery file is? Are you serious? I'm serious. I've got no idea. What okay, listen, fucker. You're a three of five Casa customer, right? Yeah, you have yeah, the yeah, platinum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you did that, they sent you an email that was your sovereign recovery info for if Casa ever just spontaneously oh. goes out of business. No, I've got that. Yeah. Shit. Uh, okay. Good. You should have that shit. That is that is literally the only thing preventing you from absolute ruin. Hold on, I, no, yeah. no, no, no. In order on, to eliminate I, all single points of failure, you have to have a sovereign recovery file, and that eliminates your wallet <laughs> provider, like Unchained or like Casa, as a single point of failure. No, you need to have your seeds in order to eliminate your device manufacturer as a single point of failure. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's a lot of responsibility, Peter. Um, I I definitely printed it out. I just don't know where I put it. But let me ask you. <laughs> No, just let me ask you because just for a second, that's just sov- that's in case they go tits up, right? But that doesn't solve me yes. losing three keys. 
Uh, no, if you lost all three keys, you're fucked. No, no, I've got know? five keys, right? But like that yeah. sovereign well, thing. Well, no, Casa is... has Casa has two. You have three. No, they've got one. I've got four. Well, they have like one and a half. You should count it in your mental model as them having two. I mean, because the mobile key is like split between Casa and Apple servers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Android servers. Yeah, yeah, And then they have the sovereign recovery key. So I don't know. Count that as them having two no, keys. No, but what I'm you saying… You control a, of three. A sovereign recovery key sounds like, oh, in any scenario, we can get back your Bitcoin, right? Like, if yeah. I… Yeah, but that's not true, right? Because… No, it's, all, it's keyword sovereign. You can get back your Bitcoin. You. So, so what you, are you saying? But nobody's going to come in and help you. This is a this is a file for if Casa literally goes out of business. You no, know but what I mean? like like overnight. Phil, okay, let me ask this, Phil. If someone robs my house and finds my sovereign recovery key, can they steal my Bitcoin? No, no. So the, the yeah, file, that's, that's the point. So what's the, the file shows you yeah. the location of your addresses. You need to have the file yeah. in order if you're not going to use the wallet software that you choose, right? So an Unchained Vault or a Casa Keymaster, right? If you have the file, yeah, yeah, no, you can point, find yeah. your addresses with open source technology like Caravan or like Electrum or like Sparrow Wallet. But you still need to have you know the quorum of keys in order to spend from the vault. So two out of three keys yeah. or three out of five keys. So I, I need that to move to another multisig, basically. You would need all that information to move the Bitcoin anywhere. You yeah. can move it to another yeah. to a single signature wallet or to another multi signature wallet. It's kind of up to you. But yeah, but this is only literally, Pete, if like you go on the Casa app one day and it says like, you know, we're, <laughs> we're totally out of business. We're, yeah. we're out of business. You're fucked. You know, well, yeah, so, you know, for people yeah. who are worried about, uh, you know, governments banning Bitcoin or shutting down Bitcoin businesses, you do need to have that information to protect you from that scenario, even if you're having, a, even if you own a quorum of keys, right? Because if the government's like, you know, no Bitcoin companies are allowed in the U.S., they will shut down, you know, all the apps and all the, you know, websites. As long as you have that file plus your keys, not a problem, right? That's how you eliminate your wallet software as a single point of failure. You have to have the file. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is this is why the five dollar wrench attack doesn't work against me because I'm so fucking stupid. I've lost it all. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't know where it is. I'm like, I'm sure I put it here. I'm sure it's up here on the shelf. But I can't fucking find it. They're literally pulling out Pete's fingernails, and he's like, "I seriously, I don't even have access. I don't even have access to it." Take the car. Fuck. I'm sure I did print that shit out somewhere. Take the Aston Martin. It's worth a lot. <laughs> All Pete, right, sorry, well, listen, really sorry to hear that you got that Aston Martin and then wrecked it immediately afterwards. It's a bummer. You're gonna I have know, to get another one. What bad luck? That was like it was so funny. It wasn't even the same model car, and I was like, "I got those people hate me so much. Those people, like, they literally hate me so much." They want everything to go wrong in my life. So I was like, I was, I was texting, uh, I was texting Preston Pish. I was like, I'm just gonna post up a picture of a wrecked Aston to see what, you know, see what people say. And you just there's like people like, ah, like you wrecked it already. It's like fucking come on, man. It's not even the same car. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you, it's fucking hateful out there right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. With the shit anytime coins, the price. Anytime the price is sideways, it just the fear percolates through the markets. You know, yeah, it's not, it's when not, the price when the price is up, like feels like it's like wind is at your back. You're like, I'm strong. I can take on the world. Price goes down. You're like, I'm scared. I'm fucking scared. <laughs> it's really like just very. It's very simple psychology. You know, it's because we're so fucking privileged that Bitcoin has like fifty thousand. Bitcoin's above the fifty thousand. We're like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Why is it not 70? 51? What the fuck? What the, what fuck, the fuck, man? This is supposed to be 61 shit. or 71. Well, the, the quality of Bitcoin trolls has just like 
depreciated significantly over the last year. Like now you have just the 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 true idiots coming out saying like Bitcoiners are violent, they're gonna murder the ocean, they're they're gonna <laughs> kill my grandmother, their money, it's too strong. And I, I want the government to give me a hug. That's that's the type of Yeah, of, but they're violent themselves. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, well, that guy, like, was that guy? Or he wanted to basically genocide Bitcoiners on on the Titanic. That fucking professor. <laughs> I love it. It's always a professor. It's always a professor of yeah. <laughs> economics. Or I, the the best one is they they pulled out the picture of Nick Carter smiling ass, and they were like, "This is the face of violence." Yeah, it's like <laughs> the nicest guy. No offense to Nick Carter. I don't even know if he could kill a fly. Like, seriously. Like, I don't know if he has the arm strength to, like, actually crush a fly, you know? I, I think he would just talk to the fly and probably get, on, <laughs> probably get on well with him. He'd write an amazing article about the fly. Yeah. That's right. He would. He would. And we would all share it. <laughs> he, was, he was savage on Club. We were, on, we were in there in Clubhouse the other day where somebody was asking a question about what happens. Like, why is the price of Bitcoin goes up? And this person was clearly new. And he did it in the most articulate intellectual way possible. He said, well, the thing is about Bitcoin is it's been designed in a way that it has this technology embedded in it called num- uh, called NGU. And this person <laughs> was like starting to like query what NGU was about. And he was, he was trolling them in his uh, nice Nick Carter way. Anyway, listen, I want to talk about the shit. Dude, I, I've been talking to a lot of dumb people on Clubhouse. It's, it's amazing. And some of these people have really high fiat net worths. I was talking to a guy, I won't say who, but he's a celebrity. It was Grant Cardone. Fuck it, I don't care. Um, and he was basically having trouble. The secret with, billionaire. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And he was having trouble with the infinite divisibility problem. He was like, wait, but Bitcoins aren't scarce because you could just divide them down. I was like, dude, it's like, am I teaching fourth grade mathematics here? Like, what's going on? Like, you guys don't know how to do simple division or what? And I heard this from somebody who was talking to an ex Goldman banker. They had the same FUD. What's going on? You guys. You guys can't figure out the the pizza problem. It's so simple. I don't I don't get it. Public schooling has failed us. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty cool though I to see like Clubhouse. I feel like is a, a completely different kind of demographic. Like we'll get a lot of folks coming mm-hmm. through from Clubhouse, getting set up on multi sig with our concierge service, and then immediately using our OTC desk to buy like thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Like yeah. their first allocation is you know hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's like definitely a different demographic. Uh, but yeah, they are, I think, a little bit newer to to the space for sure. Dude, well, the other day I was orange pilling uh, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, famous A-Rod. You know, baseball player, has like a $500 million net worth. And I was like, do you have Bitcoin? He was like, yeah, I have some Bitcoin. You know, I was like, you should get some more Bitcoin, A-Rod. You should up your alloc- <laughs> allocation, you know? <laughs> so we were giving him... And it's funny because when these famous people come into the rooms that are full of Bitcoin plebs, the plebs just are rude to them. They talk over them. They, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'll say... You know, A-Rod will say something and somebody will just be like, wrong! That's wrong! You know? <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's like... And the rich guys respond to this sort of behavior because they're like, this is weird. Why is this nobody up? talking over me? I'm fucking A-Rod, you know? <laughs> it's the best. Like, Bitcoin culture is the fucking shit. I love it. I, I want to talk about the shitcoiners, though. Let's talk about them. I'm getting, so, okay, so I'm getting a lot. Like, I... Every day... So, you're the Peter Schiff of Bitcoin. Uh, you haven't opened your mind, blah, blah, blah. Stupid maxis. Stupid, stupid fu- maxis. Stupid fucking maxis. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Elon Musk tweeted something early, uh, earlier. Don't defy DeFi. So I just replied, do defy DeFi. 
Okay, that's all I did. <laughs> and then literally, my fucking replies are replies are wrecked. Like someone's like saying, "You've admitted you've got no technical skills." Uh, um, <laughs> that's true. What is that's it? Your true. old man yells at default. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I'm not an old man yet. Uh, this is 2017. There's a new. There's a new breed of crypto assets attached to protocols that are actually going to accrue value. It's just all this shit. Maximalists have the most to lose. Like, it's full on. Like, every time I say something about shit coins, my replies are fucking wrecked. Uh, yeah. Am I the only one? Are you getting this as well? Or is it just because I'm followed by a bunch of them? I think they sense weakness. They're, you're like an <laughs> antelope that's limping. You're like, you know, the maximalists are very strong, but there's this one maximalist like sort of dragging behind the crowd and they just, you know, they come attack you, you know. Because, no, I don't get that. Uh, people say stupid shit like that to me. I tell them to go fuck themselves. Also, it's interesting because on Clubhouse... Well, uh, hold on. Hold nobody, on, hold on. Nobody's, t- nobody's tough on Clubhouse because Maximus come into the room and start dissecting them immediately. It's like a fucking vivisection. Like, by the end of it, you are splayed open out on the table. And it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're shilling Tron, right? How much Bitcoin do you own? And they're like, well, I own 80% Bitcoin. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Why do you own 80% Bitcoin? Because it's the best performing asset. It's the hardest money. It's like, thanks. Thanks for telling us how you really fucking feel. Show us your portfolio. All these guys are 80% Bitcoin, dude. They're all 80% Bitcoin. Even the shitcoin owners are 80% Bitcoin. Yeah, they are. But but they only need one runner, remember? That's it. I just need one runner. That's what they think. Well, and I think also the shitcoiners are still measuring their gains in United States dollars. Whereas Bitcoiners... have started to denominate in Bitcoin, right? So that's the key difference. I mean, if listen, I, I had this realization uh, a little while ago that like shit coins will always have value, some value, because the dollar is such a piece of shit, right? <laughs> so it's like, actually shit coins, yes, they are better than the US dollar because they're not engineered for number go down. The, or, I mean, most of them are. I, they all are. Fuck it. They're the same as the US dollar. <laughs> no, but like, no, ser- seriously, they will always have value because of how bad the dollar is. I had that realization the other day, but when you look at them against BTC, when you denominate in BTC, they are all going to fucking zero, just like the rest of the world's assets are. Everything is trending to zero in Bitcoin terms. And listen, if you're going to play the shitcoin trading game, go ahead. Go ahead and play the shitcoin trading game, but know this. If you're falling in love with the shitcoin's marketing, you are making a cardinal sin and you are going to end up bag holding that thing down to zero because the smart players in this space know that the game is to get in on the new hot shit coin, Polkadot or Cardano, whatever the fuck it is, right? Ride it up in Bitcoin terms and then fucking dump it on a bunch of idiots who actually believe in it. And then where do they put their profits? Where do they park their profits? In Bitcoin. Like Beeple was out the other day with his NFT sale being like, I immediately dumped all the Ethereum for United States dollars. Yeah. Of course. But Why would he Udi keep said. it in ETH? Why would he do that? You know, well, the, that's what Udi said, right? Yeah. In, in the meantime, you have like long-term Bitcoiners that are getting a little worried because they feel like they're out of dry powder. But then they're recognizing, oh, wait, no, I have my retirement accounts that I haven't even tapped into yet. And they're moving their retirement accounts fully into Bitcoin, right? So I think there was another tweet the other day where some guy was like, over time, the, your, your, your percentage of your portfolio measured in Bitcoin trends to 100%. And uh, what I've noticed is that this cycle is really people going literally all in with their retirement and personal accounts. I was talking to a buddy. I was talking to a buddy who's worth like 60 or 70 million bucks, right? And he was like, what do you think about this uh, shit coin and that shit coin? And should I do this and that? And I was like, here's what you should do. You should, what's your Bitcoin allocation right now? And he goes, 15%. I go, 
double down on your fucking Bitcoin allocation. Go to 30%. That's what you should do. And, you know, do the edu- take your time that you were going to spend your activity bias, that you were going to spend researching all these pieces of shit vaporware projects and use that for Bitcoin education and figure out what's going on here. He did that. He upped his allocation and he's super fucking happy with that decision, right? Like that's the thing that you should be doing if you have real, if you have real capital to deploy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't don't know about you. I don't know about you, Phil, but I've found it over like a four year cycle. The majority of my convictions come in about the last year and especially the last like six to eight months. It's been really different. Like despite the four year, it's just kind of like something over this last year has been like, holy shit. Yeah, this is happening. I've been thinking about that a lot too. And I think for me, at least, you know, I'm, I'm like a decently intelligent guy. I'm not the smartest person in the room, but like what I can do is I can look at, you are when I am, (laughs) I I can look at (laughs) uh, micro strategy and I can look at Tesla, right? And I can look at mass mutual. I love mass mutual, right? It's a 170 year old insurance company. They have teams of people that are analyzing risk teams of like the top, you know, risk analysis folks in the world, right? <laughs> that are going through and being like, okay, where do we put money right now? And they bought $100 million of Bitcoin, right? This company is mm-hmm. super conservative. It's an insurance company. And they're putting $100 million into Bitcoin. You know, MicroStrategy, they're, you know, a little bit more, uh, I would say, on the, on the riskier side. But like, they have teams of folks who are, you know, way qualified to be making these types of uh, these types of investments and analysis and they're they're coming to Bitcoin so me as just like an individual dude as soon as these major companies started allocating to Bitcoin it was like oh they've done all the research that I need for me I'm going to move my retirement account into a self-directed IRA with keykeeper and then take control of my retirement private keys like it was it was clear for me it was like oh zero to one. Next up, I talk to Hoddle and Phil more about bullishness with Bitcoin. But before that, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors. Okay, let's talk about Sportsbet.io. And if you haven't heard, I know, look, I know people hate the Lambo mean with Bitcoin. But I have convinced Sportsbet.io to give away a Lamborghini to a listener of this show. Yep, definitely happening. Coming soon. We are just figuring out the details probably going to be something on one of their websites like a game you've got to go and play to have a chance to win but anyway they are going to be giving away a lamborghini and that is super cool now i do love these guys i've spent time with them in estonia i've hung out with them you know they do love bitcoin they do support bitcoin and i think they're the best gaming site because they accept bitcoin you can use bitcoin to bet against tottenham and make more bitcoin what more could you possibly want but they don't just have football They've got tennis, American sports, motorsports. They've even got esports, every sport you could possibly think of. And for new customers, they always have a range of promotions. So if you want to find out more, head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T.io forward slash promotions. And next up, we have Exodus Wallet. Now, I have been using Exodus Wallet for coming up to two months now as my desktop wallet for Bitcoin. Now, I have had my bank accounts closed down by Lloyds Bank. Yeah, fuck you, Lloyds. And... I'd increasingly been running my show on Bitcoin anyway. You know, I get paid by people in Bitcoin and I'm often paying people in Bitcoin as well. So my accountant was saying to me, look, Pete, you need to keep records of this. I need to know who it is, what it is, because you know, sadly, accounting with Bitcoin is a bit of a pain in the ass because of the price changing. And I wasn't doing this. So when Exodus reached out and they're like, Pete, 
we want to sponsor the show. And I was like, well, I've got to like your wallet first. So show me it. And you know what? It's absolutely everything I needed. So I've been using Exodus Wallet, but if you want to check it out, you need to head over to exodus.com or go to the Apple or Google app stores and search for Exodus. And lastly today, but never least, is Casa because it's Bitcoin security and you should have your Bitcoin security shit together. Have you? Have you got it sorted? Are you making good gains but still relying on a single hardware wallet? Is it giving you a little bit of anxiety? Look, it did for me. It was nearly a year ago where I was like, shit, I'm really not doing this right. And I reached out to Nick Newman. I was like, man, set me up. And he did. And I got set up with a Castle Multisig, which has protected me, protected me from my stupid mistakes. And listen, if you've just listened to today's show, you can see I can make stupid mistakes. And with Casa, I've eradicated almost all of the stupid mistakes I can do to lose my Bitcoin. But also it protects me from in-person attacks and device failures and so much more. And listen, Casa has a product for every Bitcoiner. So you should check them out because with Casa Gold, you get triple the security of a hardware wallet. And look, it's only $10 a month. With Casa Platinum, you get their 305 multi-sig. And with Casa Diamond, you get the full service offering. And I'm going to be upgrading to this. I'm going to be talking to Nick about this soon because I want the customized personal security review. I do want my inheritance planning. And of course, I do want their best in class in security. Now, if you want to find out more, if you want to upgrade your Bitcoin security, then you need to head over to keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. Somebody, somebody tweeted out the other day that the, uh, the NYDIG, New York DIG, are talking to countries. Sovereign wealth funds, yeah. 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 But actual buying yeah, they, they, uh, can Yeah, they said that on, um, on um, Scam Vision with Raul Paul. <sighs> sorry, Real Vision. Real Vision, sorry. I forgot. It's called Real Vision. That's fine. Is it real, real Scam Vision or is it real, really... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose all my guests. I'm going to have HODL on everyone and within three months, I, no one's going to come on. 2040 vision? There are, <laughs> there are rumors out there and like I'm not going to say them because they're unsubstantiated, but that there are major American institutions that have taken positions. And, you know, I, I, I think there's just a lot more of this going on than we know about. And, you know, because of the reporting requirements, even a billion dollar position for some of these massive institutions is de minimis and it's below the reporting threshold. So we may not actually even know about some of these players that have entered the market until the end of the year when they tell you like, oh yeah, we're up 10x on our billion dollar Bitcoin position. Like, by the way, our name is Apple or our name, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's. I think we're going to see a lot of that, and I think it's happening right now. Yeah, just you know? look at look at the withdrawals from all the exchanges. It's savage. It's thousands of Bitcoin yeah. per week are leaving exchanges. That's all going to cold storage, right? That's not. They're not like taking that and then moving to another exchange. It's they're taking control of the keys or securing it for the long run. I mean, when you look well, at the FUD versus what's real and what's really going on, what do you have? You have guys like Mike Green or Ray Dalio out there being like, "The government's going to ban it." Who are you? You have no power. We're like supposed to take your word on this. Also, it makes no sense. I mean, Fidelity is trying to get a Bitcoin ETF. You know what I mean? Uh, Anthony yeah, but you know what? It's Paul probably because Stanley Druckenmiller. Wall Street's in on this trade, so like you know, yeah, safety in numbers. Do you ever do you ever think it's like that's some kind of like post rationalization for themselves? They forgot to get in. They they're worried. Yeah. They're like it's too expensive, so I'll just fud it. I'll fud it, and that's me saying that's why I didn't get in. 
All the guys who are fudding it too are professional money managers and there's nothing to manage in Bitcoin. Everybody knows this. You buy Bitcoin and you hold it. Why the fuck do you need a professional money manager for that? You don't. Yeah, but so some are doing it and still getting 2%. Yeah, that's retarded, obviously. I know. Like, I mean, <laughs> listen, like you, Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, who was Mike Green's former boss, he's Eric Weinstein's current boss, went out and said uh, on the CSIS podcast like back in January that his contrarian advice is just to buy Bitcoin. And he thinks the reason professional money managers don't want to do it is because it suggests that they're not doing enough to earn their keep, basically. And so, I mean, you have a guy, contrarian investor, genius, Peter Thiel, like well-respected VC, who's literally going out there and saying, just buy Bitcoin. You don't need a professional money manager. It makes a lot of sense why the guys like Mike Green, who are these professional rent seekers who used to work for Peter Thiel, would get offended by this. This is an attack on their very livelihood, right? So of mm-hmm. course they're going to, you know, he's like a wounded animal, just like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> clawing out, you know? We got him, I mean, we got him on the ropes, man. Well, what's if so they weird could to- trade it and out-trade Bitcoin, they, they, you know, fair enough. But like, most of the funds we know have set themselves up to be Bitcoin funds and tried to out-trade the market, have blown, blown up their accounts. I think what's the only one I think the only one I know that's done really well is Icky Guy Travis Kling. Do you know Travis? Yeah, I talked to Travis a little bit yeah, on yeah. Clubhouse here and they, there. They've done well. Yeah, have they? Yeah. What I think a lot of these wealth managers don't realize is that the the really good wealth managers that are going to make it through this transition to hyper Bitcoinizations are the ones that are going to help their clients like get set up with keys today. Um, so for the folks that are they're like they just can't leave. The they can't recognize that they've been disrupted. They're going to go out of business. Like they just flat out yep. will. But there is room, I think, in the market for wealth managers to educate their clients on private keys and Bitcoin and helping to stay secure and multi sig stuff like that. So I do think that that's there what will you be. Guys are. Um, that's that's what I mean, we'll, you know part of what we do. Yeah, is we'll we'll walk you. You through. can argue. You could argue. Yeah, you could argue that something like Unchained is like the Bitcoin version of a money manager. Well, we also work with clients that, you know, are wealth managers for their clients that maybe will hold Mm -hmm. one of three keys on behalf of their clients. So, you know, there's room in this industry and in this economy for that type of person, for somebody who doesn't necessarily want to have full responsibility of the Bitcoin, but maybe wants to have one out of three keys or one out of M keys. um, You know, you could hire a money manager and pay them some sort of fee. Now, I do think that that industry is going to be significantly smaller but there is certainly opportunity for folks who are wealth managers to get in early and actually like embrace this new technology and help their clients. And then they're going to win clients for life, right? If you got, I mean, you guys have, you know, helped people buy Bitcoin and learn about Bitcoin. And I'm sure you get, you know, tons of thanks over the years. And like people end up really, really appreciating all the service that you've done. It's the same thing with these wealth managers. Like the ones that are good are going to recognize my industry has been disrupted. Let me help educate folks on Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hoddle remembers all the people that he told and <laughs> told him $200 and they didn't do shit. Uh, you know what sucks about this? It's just like yeah. the people close, the people closest to you in real life never fucking listen to you, right? It's, it's strangers on the internet who have listened to me and now are leading much more prosperous lives. All of the young dudes who actually stacked to 6.15 Bitcoin because of a stupid meme are now doing really fucking well, you know, that like they have significant, I'm, I've talked to so many guys, Peter, who are like young kids who were dumb enough 
or smart enough or whatever enough to listen to Bitcoin Twitter. They literally dropped out of college. They got jobs on construction sites or doing menial labor or whatever, just fiat mining operations in order to stack sats. And literally for the last two or three years during the bear market, these guys have been stacking sats. And you know how many like under 22 or 23 year old kids I know that are like at half a million dollars and are on their way to becoming a millionaire? It's a yeah. fucking shitload of them. Like all of the young guns on Bitcoin Twitter who saw the signal above the noise and like had the balls and the conviction to go in on it, they are now like their lives are forever changed, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, it's amazing to, to see. But the people in my real life did not listen to me and are resentful of me. Yeah, because <laughs> so all, it's all, like all, you can't win. All those ones on Twitter are the ones that keep fucking harassing me. Yeah. Good. Y- yelling at me. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Pete. Fucking fuck. <laughs> hey, man, you're being a high, you're being a high time preference degen with that fucking Aston Martin, bro. You could have at least waited till December, Pete. Why? Come on. I mean, because you'd get a better deal. It'd be cheaper. What if I died in November? I mean, you could. You are old, so nah, I'm getting it on credit anyway. I'm not, <laughs> not sending my fucking Bitcoin. What's so funny about this this economy right now is like the folks that are dropping out of college to doing construction jobs, like I'm sure they're raking in tons of cash because like real estate prices are going through the roof. Like construction here in Austin, Texas is a nightmare. You know, prices are changing. They're all increasing. So if you if you like get in on that as people are trying to like, you know, escape the devaluation of the dollar and start working in construction, you can stack a ton of sats. Probably a lot more sats than going through and you know getting the PhD in um, economics and then uh, posting on Twitter and writing articles that no one reads. Well, I mean, think, the, think about it. Like, th- there are two economies here. There's there's the Bitcoin economy and there's the traditional economy. And people that are participating in the Bitcoin economy are optimistic as fuck about their future. Like, they have joy in their hearts and hope and a pep in their step. And when you get around like a meeting of other Bitcoiners, it's fucking infectious to be around. Because when I go out and I talk to you know normal people who are stuck in their fiat job, right, and they're basically like doing wage slave stuff. It is so depressing, dude. These people are trapped in nihilism and they can't get out of it. And they see no hope. They have bleak futures. They, they don't think they can ever prosper or win. And the people that are in the Bitcoin economy are so excited and they have a, they have a future. They have a plan. They want to have start families. They want to do this. They want to do that, whatever it is. Like That's the core of a strong society. This is why I think that America is never going to ban Bitcoin is because like, Bitcoin is creating this low time preference activity that you need to have a strong society, right? And like the more strong families you have, the more of a, a strong society you have. Like it all struct- it's all centered around that. Speaking of the Bitcoin economy and meeting up in person, are you guys coming to the April 15th Austin BitDevs meetup? Do you know what? I'm, com- I, I'm coming. I'm going to be there. Hell yeah. I, I want to. I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm, I'm, booked, in f- I'm booked into the... Um... The uh, the barbecue, what's it called? It meat meat space. Yeah. So so beef, beef Wednesday steak. evening. Beef steak. I booked him by mistake. Yeah, I thought when- I was booking Miami, <laughs> and like and then it's like I'm fucking such a moron, aren't I? He, so I booked it, and he's like, "Are you coming to Austin?" I was like, "Is this not Miami?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Uh, <laughs> but I've had to. No, interesting. I might. Okay, so so if Unchained Capital require me to be there, I think I can get there because I was I was looking up Miami. And I can I can travel for work, no problem at all. Okay, 
and I can travel. Uh, I, I just have to have a, a work reason, so I have to have like a, a slip that explains it, um, and I have to have evidence when I get to the uh, airport that I need to be there. Uh, like it's not work I can't do from home. So, for example, because I'm emceeing the um, Bitcoin 2021, I have to be there. So I can go, and also I can get into Florida because Florida isn't quarantining people. Um, it's Texas. No, Texas is not quarantining people. And actually, we do need somebody to interview people who show up to the BitDevs meetup. So that could be... So I should uh, be there. Yeah, I think yeah. You, you might need to might need to come on April 15th. Uh, also, we're... Plus the, uh, the A&M, the Texas A&M conference yeah, exactly. is going so on. Texas A&M conference is on Saturday. And then on Friday night, there's a beefsteak um, hosted by, I believe, Away Slice on Twitter. Um, Wednesday or Thursday, our director of sales, Michael Tanguma, is going to take uh, folks cowboy boot shopping to get prepared for the 100k <laughs> yacht party uh you need to have 100k <laughs> cowboy boots um you know for for michael april Taylor's yacht. 15th so april 15th and what's the other conference uh, i think the texas a&m conference is on that saturday so that would be the 17th to double check and they have a right, they so. have a pretty impressive speakers list ray dalio who allegedly uh, thinks governments are going to ban bitcoin will be there michael saylor is going to talk parker lewis is talking there's okay. a lot of a lot of good Good speakers at that conference. Let me see if I can get a flight. Um, the Texas A&M Bitcoiners get down, man. They have Isn't that just like a college club? They're like fucking crushing it with their club. Kudos to them. Let me just have a look. Let me see if I can get a flight. Uh, so if I came out on the 14th... This podcast has just turned into uh, travel preparation for Peter McCormick. <laughs> so I do 14th Peter, can, to the 18th. Can you book me an Airbnb for Bitcoin 2021, please? I'll take a beachfront. <laughs> well, I was thinking of doing that, again, an Airbnb. Uh, let me see if this, yeah, this, there's direct flights. I oh, know there's one stop by Dallas. But DFW, is DFW? No, no, hold on. Dallas is like a three hour drive. Yeah. No, yeah, it's no. pretty far from Austin. Do you want to hear about my funny Dallas to Austin story? This is really funny. Sure. Um, this is a typical Pete McCormack story. So when I went to South by Southwest for the first time eight years ago, um, the flights to Austin were really expensive, but Dallas was like $1,000 cheaper. So I was like, look, I'll fly to Dallas. I'll have a night in Dallas. Check that out, and I'll drive up. So I did. I had a Mustang. So, um, and I was staying at the Omni in Dallas. So when I left Austin, I put the Omni into my sat-nav. But I found out on the way, just outside of Dallas, you've got... Um, the grave of Billy the Kid, or the supposed grave. I was like, cool, I'll go and see that. So anyway, I do the detour and go and see his grave. And I'm like an hour away from Dallas. Anyway, I get back in the car and I put the Omni back in my phone. But what I didn't realize is there's an Omni in Austin. So I actually put the Omni back in Austin and I drove two hours back to Austin. Did you come say hi to the Unchained team? <laughs> Did I fuck? There's no Unchained then, dude. Like, for fuck's sake. But I can get a flight via... Uh, Bar Atlanta. Let me look into it because I don't know what it, what the airports are like. If you've got connections and COVID things, they I'll haven't been they haven't been too bad for me. I mean, you just have to wear a mask, I think, while you're on the airplane. You know, you're crammed. Uh, you're crammed right next to people, but got to wear the mask. I just, yeah, I'd need uh, Parker needs to write me a letter. That that could probably be arranged. Let me try and get there. You're going hodl. Yeah, I'm going to that one. I'll be there. What are you doing? Coming for beefsteaks. No, you're doing something else. Wait, what, right now? Yeah, you're like, I see you clicking away. Oh, I was, I was just looking at the, uh, yeah. the multi-sig bet. I was making sure I had my details. If we were going to settle up the multi-sig bet. <laughs> yeah, should we do it? Oh, man. Well, yeah, hold on. I just need to find a... <laughs> this, pod- this podcast is just... <laughs> 
It's like <laughs> Peter making his travel plans. Peter rummaging around in his drawer. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it because both my USBs, I've got my USB for my camera and I've got my USB for my, uh, we'll have to do it afterwards. Um, well, me and, me, and F- me and Phil can do it. We don't need you. <laughs> I can't. You just need to, Pete, you just need to provide an address. Yeah, I will do that once we finish. I'm going to get, I'm going to get so savage, so hard for this. <laughs> it's fucking moron again. Fucking stupid McCormick. Okay. Oh, come on. This is your marketing strategy. You just act you act stupid, and then people are like, this guy's so stupid. I can't <laughs> believe how stupid he is. And then they retweet you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am actually fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> that's the problem. Can I, I did- can I say I talked to I talked to somebody on your team and uh they were like, you know, it's amazing. Like Peter is so much smarter than you would think he is, but he's also like as dumb as you think he is sometimes too. You know, like, can't figure it out. <laughs> I had it. I had it. This I was messaging this guy. He's I found he's got a great Twitter, and uh, he, he, I've got it here. He messaged me. He said, "I think one of the reasons your pod really works well, though, is you're not afraid to ask the stupid questions." And I was like, "Well, I'm actually stupid, so I just ask what I don't understand." <laughs> you're like, "These are just uh, yeah." I thought they were just questions. Um, I didn't realize they were stupid questions. <laughs> you know what? There uh, is a, you, this this has been going on on Clubhouse. Like there was. Um, there was like this period of Clubhouse where Bitcoin Clubhouse was very altruistic and the OGs like Jimmy Song and NVK would hang out and answer wallet questions and be like, okay, here's the thing. You're going to want to know about cold storage. And, you know, that lasted for about two weeks. And now people come up on stage and they're like, what about this? And it's like, that's fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up. Next question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Jimmy had it with this guy yesterday for about like an hour. This guy was trying to justify shit coins and Jimmy just lost his fucking <laughs> shit with him. Literally just went absolutely mad. I felt, I actually felt sorry for the guy because this guy was like, I'm just trying to learn. <laughs> I'm trying to be open-minded. Ugh, all the open, all the open-minded people are the worst. Yeah. I hate them so much. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're open-minded about everything except for the fact that Bitcoin has already won. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Why don't you be open-minded to reality? How about that? Why don't you go look at everything? Why don't you go look at your favorite S&P 500 asset priced in Bitcoin? And then go look at your favorite shitcoin priced in Bitcoin. And then go look at the price of your house priced in Bitcoin. Why don't you go look at everything priced in Bitcoin? Tell me how everything's doing. Tell me how you're performing on a risk-adjusted basis. I was talking to somebody, some guy, and he was like, yeah, I've outperformed Bitcoin using real estate. And I was like, no, you outperform Bitcoin using a fuckload of leverage. That's how you outperform Bitcoin, all right? You had to take a shitload of risk to get that outperformance of Bitcoin. Meanwhile, I just bought Bitcoin and hodled. And first of all, I don't believe you that you outperform Bitcoin. Let's, let's just say that. Second of all, like you had to take all of this risk to just barely outperform Bitcoin. Just barely, even if you did, right? It's not worth yeah. it. Bitcoin is the risk-free rate. Sit on your fucking ass and hodl Bitcoin and get rich. Yes. If you're scared about what's going to happen, you're scared that a government might ban it, why don't you just go for a fucking walk and stop being a little bitch? How about that? Think farther into the future. Stop staring at the fucking chart and be like, oh my God, it's down to $51,000. $51,000 is a huge fucking price. Shut the fuck up. Put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants. Seriously. So this is the- uh- People all piss me off. Shut up for a minute for fuck's sake. But I'm here to help. Anyway, (laughs) any questions you have on Twitter, just reach out. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, uh, Hoddle's agreed to come on uh, come on the show every month and do do a show with me, um, which is very kind of. It's gonna be me yelling at noobs just like this. 
which I'm which I'm glad about. And he's you know facing the wrath of the plebs for uh, for supporting my uh, big my podcast scam. Uh, That's true. But, yeah. but I think this is the one I'm going to have to blight say to my dad. Listen, dad, this is guy, and he's going to fucking yell. <laughs> He's going to be yelling at you. He's going to be shouting a lot at you. He yells because he's a nice, he loves. He's a nice guy. He's a <laughs> nice I guy. Care. It's because I got, care. He is a nice guy, man. Don't worry about him. Somebody hit me up and they were like, Hoddle, you're like one of the kings of the plebs. Can you talk to the plebs for me? I was like, okay, first of all, no, I'm not king of shit. The plebs are a decentralized group of murder hornets and they'll kill you. And no, I'm not going to step between you and a bunch of murder hornets. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> if you did something to piss off the plebs, you fucking apologize. <laughs> that's my that's my recommendation. Uh, Surfer Jim. Yeah, I've learned that. <laughs> yeah, big up Surfer Jim. Uh, they all fucking hate me, the plebs. Fucking hell, they hate me. I've I've, I've like won a couple over recently, actually. Um, but they've all they're all they've all become like decentralized hoddles now. I saw one the other day, Lancashire hoddle. <laughs> Have you seen Lancashire? <laughs> there are a lot. There are a lot of hoddles out there. A lot yeah, of the, hoddles. But there's Lancashire yeah. hoddle. There was a Sri Lankan hoddle. There's a Japanese hoddle. There's European hoddle. There's British hoddle. There's a lot of hoddles out there, bro. Dude, we need a Bedford hoddle. All the hoddles are my children, you know? <laughs> Peter's uh, a non account confirmed Bedford hoddle. <laughs> yeah. They'll know it's me. I'll say some stupid shit. They're like, that's not a pleb. That's Pete. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hold on, we have got to make that show. We talked about making that one about how not to fuck up a bull market. And we're at that stage. Yeah, we really got to talk about Yeah, we got to talk, talk about, about that one. I think yeah. that's important because I think a lot of people are already starting to fuck up the bull market. I've yeah. noticed that the people uh, who are getting salty towards me um, have already fucked up the bull market. Like they didn't go hard enough in the bear market. They're feeling ashamed because of this behavior. Maybe they sold too early. They saw an increase, you know, like from, uh, from 10K to 30K. And they were like, I'm going to do the smart thing. And, and, claw back my initial uh, outlay. And, you know, now they're feeling shitty because of that decision. And I mean, listen, here's how you don't, long, like TLDR, here's how you don't fuck up a bull market. HODL. Literally just HODL. Literally just HODL. The end. Hodl. You know what I mean? Don't, if you HODL, you, if you HODL, you are going to see every update in the market. If Bitcoin hits a price of a million dollars per coin before the end of the year, you are going to be there for that price. If you don't hodl, you are going to be on the sidelines regretting your fucking life. That's one caveat. One caveat. Yeah, you can hodl, but you can't do it with leverage. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't use leverage. Yeah, don't Le leverage trading is not hodling. You are not hodling if you have leverage. Yeah. You know? My recommendation for the yeah. bull market is to scoop up as many sats as you can, like a hungry, hungry hippo. Uh, every yeah, purchase, right. you should be earning sats. Um, you know, you should be buying daily or weekly. And really, you should just start measuring your net worth in Bitcoin, and your goal should be to earn more Bitcoin. So getting rid of yeah. Bitcoin doesn't make any sense because that would reduce your net worth, and we're all trying to increase our net worth, but our net worths are measured in Bitcoin now. And we're also under, we are under, likely under the price floor. Even if there is a significant correction and a crash and we have a long bear market, we're under it right now. It'll probably be above 51K. It'll probably be in the 60s or 70s, like the absolute trough of the bear market. So if you're buying now, you know what I mean? You're still getting a better price than you're going to get in a total collapse of yeah. Bitcoin. Because it should be like three to four, the previous top, right? Yeah. So it should it be six, yeah, 60, 70, 80. And then, like, and then the 80% drawdown to there, 70% drawdown, that means it's coming down from like 400, 350, 400. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds about right, honestly. 
Yeah. That's like middle middle of the range, you know. The high side of the range is like a million dollars. The low side of the range is like 200k. People that are saying 100 are just pussies with no balls. I don't know who the fuck is saying 100. Uh, we're going to be at 100 well, next month. Yeah, they're trying to justify selling at some point. They're trying to get like yeah. a signal. People people will say that to try and get a signal out of somebody. Like, oh, I'm thinking maybe, you know, I might sell like one or two, a hundred. Uh, and they're trying to get a signal for somebody else to say, yeah, I'm going to do the same. Whereas if they say it to you, they're yeah. like, go fuck yourself, you pussy. I was, well, it's also like, look, look at all the investment banks and, you know, their uh, price targets. Just to, like, if you see somebody like JP Morgan come out with like a, you know, let's say $220,000 price. I don't know what their price target is. I think I saw one from them was like 600 and then I saw one from them was like 160. But if they come out with something that's like, you know, 300, that means they really think it's going to like 250 and they're planning to dump on you at 250. (laughs) (laughs) So they can step out of their position. Well, I think it's going 300. Like, uh, Phil, are you guys going to do a card or anything? Are you going to get more into that banking stuff? A Satsback card? You guys looking at shit like that? Um, I don't think that that... We're, we're able to kind of do that right now. But what we are trying to do is become kind of your lifetime uh, financial services partner in Bitcoin. We're building essentially, and I, I'm going to use the, the B word, we're a Bitcoin native bank, where as a company, we never yeah. need to take control of our clients' funds, right? So you can secure your funds in multi-sig where we hold a key. You can use your Bitcoin as uh, collateral for a US dollar loan. Uh, you get to hold a key, we hold a key, neutral third party holds a key. But really, this is how I think this collaborative custody model is what we're calling it, where keys are shared, is how we build a, a really robust Bitcoin economy where there are no single points of failure. We as a company, you know, we, we, we never want to be a single point of failure for our clients. So for everything that we do, we give our clients everything they need um, to recover without us. So our website, we could disappear as a company and our clients would be able to recover their money. Um, so I think that that's really how we establish ourselves as a um, as like a trusted name in Bitcoin, how we uh, help our clients with different financial services. So like, you know, some folks, again, will just show up, we'll get them set up. It'll be their first time in Bitcoin. We'll get them set up with cold storage multi-signature and then they'll use our OTC desk to make their initial allocation of, of, uh, of Bitcoin. So from one place, they have their security, their Bitcoin, then they can use financial services in the future. And we can do that for like personal context, retirement context. So again, folks who are setting up self-directed IRAs, going all in, um, and then for businesses as well. So yeah, kind of think of us as like a Bitcoin native uh, financial services provider or a uh, Bitcoin native bank that never needs to control your, the, our clients' funds. Are you are you seeing a lot of inflow as well this year? Like, is yours reflecting everyone else's experience? Is it going crazy? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, we've we've seen uh, massive. So we're doing, you know, in terms of volumes in one week, like the number of clients that we were doing in a month, like a year ago. Um, and wow. ever since the the NYDIG announcement that they invested in our seed round, you know, we've seen kind of an influx of a, a different category of client. Um, so it's it's been really good. We're we're kind of working on our concierge program. So right now. Within about two weeks, you can get set up with multi-sig and we'll train you all the way through the process. We're trying to um, shorten that time frame so that if you want to buy $500,000 or more of Bitcoin, we can get you set up with multi-sig tomorrow or the next day. Um, so we're, we're working towards that where it's like a one or two day turnaround for significant purchases of Bitcoin. Yeah, congrats on that seed round, by the way. Tell Parker I say hello and congrats for that as well. That's pretty fucking yeah, thank impressive. You. Uh no, nah, man, those guys, like, I wasn't really aware of them until recently, and they've just, like, come out of nowhere, and they're, like, like a fucking steam train through this. Is that, that guy Ross? Ross Stevens, yep. yeah. Damn. 
They're balling out of control, dude. And they get, mm. you know what I like about Nidig? They really get Bitcoin. They really mm. understand it. They're not tourists, you know? There's a lot of people coming in who are tourists, and uh, they're not one of them, which is great. I think the Ross Stevens, yeah. Michael Saylor interview is like one of the most profound videos that I've seen in, or interviews I've seen in years. I think it's incredible. Same. Yeah. I th- it was the most, it was the most articulate, well laid out, uh, condensed, thoughtful hour of Bitcoin orange pilling I've ever seen. If you have a sophisticated person that you're trying to orange pill, that video is absolutely the video that I would send them because it just lays it all out uh, in a very concise manner. And he's very well, Ross is clearly very well practiced at talking to these types of individuals. Yeah. I mean, that or this hour, basically, one of the two. Right. Dude, I was so bullish when I listened to that. I fuck it. Yeah, Pete just been like, "Hello, can I go to DFW? Or, oh, let me rummage through my drawer. Okay, I found my key." <laughs> Dude, when, when I listened, when I listened to the Ross Stevens uh, that at that hour with Michael Saylor, I was so bullish. I had to stand up and pace. I stood up. I paced. I went for a walk afterwards. I was like, "We're here. We fucking made it." I think we're gonna look back. And we're going to realize that, like, this was the moment, like, not necessarily the Stevens, but, like, basically sometime in the last six months around the Tesla announcement, this was the moment that Bitcoin went truly mainstream, and there was just no going back. Like, we're past the tipping point now, you know? Yeah, somebody tweeted as as a response to the video, like, I'm so bullish right now, I could run through a wall. And that's pretty accurate. (laughs) Dude, I've had a few few moments this year. Well, that's why, like I said to you, this, this last six months to a year, there's like a couple of people I've spoke to have like been absolute game changers for me. Spending time with Ben Prentice and Clown, right, when they were talking about like really being taken through the the 1971 shit uh, and with Guy Swan, those three kind of like, how do I put it? They re-orange-pilled me, right? Yeah. Already there and I'm like, right, I'm, I'm like, I'm double-dropping my orange pill now. Like all You're my fucking money, all my money's going in. This kind of like 25% allocation, fuck off. Like everything's going in. <laughs> what did, hey Pete when you bought your Aston Martin what did you tell the guy I haven't bought it yet. at the I'm, dealership I'm, I'm, okay but I'm yeah what did you tell what did you tell the guy at the dealership what did you tell him you'd do uh, so uh, I, to, well, I told him I said I have a Bitcoin podcast and he oh, was okay. like oh. had, he, had he heard of Bitcoin yeah he'd heard of Bitcoin he yeah. was like you're one of those <laughs> uh, and then he was like um, so you're selling your Bitcoin I was like no I want finance dude I'm not fucking selling my Bitcoin <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so funny. Like people, people in the general public, like, are still so in 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 a fog about this stuff, right? Like, I can go out and and you know, Peter, you're you're a very large podcaster, and people still don't really know Easy. much about Bitcoin. I've lost What's a bit of weight. What's it? I'm not that large. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the fact that that people aren't recognizing you or or even know that much about Bitcoin still, it's like, oh, we're at fifty thousand right now. Do you think? You know, we could double. Do you think twice as many people could uh, have Bitcoin, or do you think the people who are holding Bitcoin today might move twice as much of their fiat currency into it? Like, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna go nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot that's go. There's a lot that's going on with Bitcoin reaching the tipping point. You know, like uh, for instance, like we are getting a better class of enemy. People who really are hardcore, ideologically opposed, statist, are coming in. And they're willing to fight Bitcoin with everything they got because it's a direct attack on their livelihood. They used to, we've gone from first they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then they fight you stage. And like the enemies that we have now are not like the Peter Schiffs. They're not going to be these like pathetic loser pushovers, you know. And that's great. 
Like, let's fucking go. Like, I'm I'm ready, dude. Like, I love it. It's going to be a fucking fun decade uh, <laughs> when Bitcoin reaches mainstream adoption. Well, listen. <laughs> I mean, I think it's been a wild year. I, 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 was, I can't remember who I was talking to. I was like, everybody needs four years in Bitcoin. You just need that first four years. You got to get through that fucking first four years. Because uh, that first... That's true. That's that, true. You've got to do a whole cycle. You've got to experience a full bear and a full... full um, bull market but yeah, I think once you've got through a four year cycle you're, you're like you're, you've made it you're clean through but it's four, it's four years of hard work that first four years is really fucking hard it's proof of work you have to forge your diamond hands they don't you don't just show up to Bitcoin with diamond hands yeah. you have to experience what it's like to see your net worth 10x 100x and then crash 90% <laughs> oh it's so brutal it's so brutal but you know over time you become totally desensitized to it and you actually start to like it you enjoy it right like 20% drops you're like ooh yeah now I can fucking feel something again <laughs> I love bear markets but I mean the, the thing <laughs> is the like if you're if you're new, if you're new and you're first coming in and you're just hearing, um, you know, the Bitcoin maximalist and other people are telling you that the maximalists are, they're, they're closed-minded, bro, and they don't understand and they're stupid and this and that, right? It's like Bitcoin maximalists are people with experience. Um, they went through, a lot of them, you know, the pleb movement was a bunch of people who got dumped on by the ICO promoters, uh, the guys like Vinny Lingham and, uh, you know, all, all, the, all the bad actors from 2017 and they realize that the only thing that's real here is Bitcoin and that Bitcoin is the risk-free rate and that by just doing very simple th- Listen, hodling Bitcoin is very simple, but it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. fucking difficult. It's fucking difficult. Every single day you have to wake up and you have to make the decision to hodl. That, but hodling in itself is a simple action, okay? But it's not an easy thing to do. It's just like anything that's worth having in life is very simple. The principles of it are very simple. Getting healthy is very simple. Eat less, you stupid fat fuck, and then fucking exercise. The end, right? Getting wealthy is the same. Live on less than you make. Pay yourself first. The end. There's not, it's not hard. Or I mean, I mean it's, not, it's not complicated, but it is fucking hard. It's really fucking hard. And, you know, you're going to have to learn some self-discipline, some self-responsibility, some self-control. I mean, caveat emptor, like, Buyer beware. Like, one of the things I've been saying is that, you know, if you go out and tell lies in mainstream traditional advertising, the FCC is looking out for you. Burger King can't come out with a Whopper and be like, this Whopper cures cancer. But a shitcoin can come out with anything they want and say that it does anything they want. And because you're used to living in a nerfed world where there are guardians who protect you from evil manipulators and liars, right? You're used to things that are are being told to you in mainstream media being true or more or less true, right? And so you just go, oh, yeah, well, if Burger King says it cures cancer, then it must cure cancer. I, I guess I'll eat a bunch of Whoppers, right? That's what you're doing. That's that's literally what you're doing when you're when you're believing a shitcoin sales pitch. There's no one going to step in and save you. You got to step in and save you. You know what I mean? That's it. Also, you gotta love you gotta love you gotta love yourself. You gotta love yourself. Like really, like buying shit coins is nihilism. You're just going like, my life is shit. Everything around me is shit. I have no hope for the future. I'm gonna put ten thousand bucks in this thing, and maybe it's gonna thousand x in the next two months. I don't care if it's an absolute piece of shit. I don't care if it does nothing for the world. I don't care if it's vaporware. What I want is I'm either gonna sleep in a tent or I'm gonna fucking buy a Lamborghini. That's what I'm gonna do. That's nihilism. That's fatalistic. Bitcoin is rational optimism. You're putting aside something for future you. You're saying, I have a future. I love myself. Things are going to be better for me. 
I'm going to have a fucking family. I'm going to claw my way out of this fucking morass I find myself in. That's a revolutionary action to like actually love yourself and to actually do the right thing for yourself and put aside money for your fucking future. So hodling starts with self-love, all right? You got to love yourself. Shitcoiners are into Bitcoin too, man. They're just into your Bitcoin. They want your fucking Bitcoin. Yeah, follow that up, Phil. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. All right, listen, Hoddle, we're going to get together in a month and we're going to we're gonna actually go through how not to fuck up a bear market. And we're going to talk about yeah. how I actually, sorry, a bull market. I tell how I actually fucked it up. And, this one uh, should be titled uh, How to Fuck Up a Multisig Bet. <laughs> how to Fuck Up a Multisig Bet, yeah. <laughs> how to Fuck Up a Multisig Bet, but have a good friend. <laughs> good friend who's always I should, there. I already lost this Bitcoin. I should just throw this fucking treasure in the fucking ocean, dude. <laughs> with should, the key you, on it. <laughs> you should. You should throw it in the ocean with the key I on have it. no seed backup for this either. So if I lose this, it's over. Put, up, it's put on some over. Celine Dion. Take a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, well, if you do that, you won't hear from me again. <laughs> when I'm taking my bath, I'm like, wow, I'm not fucking texting Hoddle. <laughs> Every time uh, I take a bath, Phil, I text Hoddle. I don't know he why. He does. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> I he just texts me this from habit. the bath. And then, he sends, and then he sends a picture of his fucking feet in the bath to like prove he's in the bath. I'm like, stop doing it. Hey, Hoddle, this. just, just <laughs> stop, stop taking this. a bath, thinking about you. <laughs> also, Peter, how old are you? How old are you? Uh, 42. He has a rubber ducky in his bath. That's because my fucking little, kids. They're for my he kids. He literally too. has a rubber ducky Peter, in his bath. The, I've got the, an 11 year old daughter, man. Peter, the, the listeners deserve to know what aroma bath salts do you use? <laughs> uh, Radox. I think it's Radox. Hold on, let me check. <laughs> no, seriously, this motherfucker texts me from his tiny European bathroom, which is fucking so small, you know? In America, we're used to having like a palace in the bathroom. This is like so tiny. It's a shoebox. And it's him and his rubber ducky and his weird hairy legs. So it is. Look, I have Radox, Radox bath salts, and I also have West Lab Mindful. I don't know. I don't know what that shit is, honestly. I don't know. Just the ones you get in uh, Tesco. <laughs> it sounds very European, and I can't support that. I just don't support that. Our bathrooms are small. I don't support anything from Europe. I can't support it. Have you ever been over here? No. Why the fuck would I go over there? It's fucking garbage. Have you ever been outside there. of America? Uh, yeah, to Canada, America light, and Mexico, America poor. I've been to both. You've, you've, you've been to three. You've, that's lit. You've never been to Europe. No. Why would I want to go to Europe? All right. Because you, I can't tell you what, when the fl planes are flying, I'm gonna book. You, I'm gonna buy you a flight. What do you guys do over there? Like pet cats and like eat baguettes. Like I don't want to be a part of that. Dude, dude, I'll, I'll take you on a pub crawl around London and see if you survive. <laughs> No, the, the London London right, pub I mean, crawls are, are legit. Yeah. We don't have your pissy, weak, light beer. Yeah, Huddle, you have Mitchell to, you have to drink the warm, flat Cascales that they have. No, in the fuck London that pub. stuff. No, no, I, no, I, I actually like that stuff. Do you? Oh, I, I think it's <laughs> gross. I, I, I used to have an English buddy who got me hooked on uh, snake bites, mm. you know? So, like, I, I fucking drink the shit out Some of Some places won't serve them. Because people just... Really? Yeah, because they get you so get fucked. You so fucked. Yeah. yeah, most people just have it and then have a fight. Um, well, yeah, because you can just drink them all day long. They taste like you're just drinking some delicious concoction, you know? Like, you would give your kid. Well, yeah, what I love exactly. about visiting Europe is that all the cities were, or not all of them, but most of the cities were built under like sound money standards. So they all are just mm. like way more livable, walkable, 
beautiful than your typical American yeah. city, which is designed for cars. Yeah, but you know what sucks? They're all they're all ripping down those beautiful buildings and putting up these glass metal Not boxes. Here. It's fucking gross. No, we have the, these we have these it's rules. Gross, you can't man. do it. Like we uh, uh, most of our really? yeah most of our old buildings. You have these things. They're listed like grade one, grade two listed buildings. You can't knock yeah. them down. You can't knock them down. But come here. You, I, we should get you to Bedford. I will pay to get you to Bedford. I'll come. I'll come to come Bedford. to Bedford. I'll come. To Bedford. I, I'll, I will take out. I right. take. I take a loan out. I mean, the Bitcoin. The UK is going to have to be off extreme lockdown conditions before I go it's there so because fucked. Jesus Christ, it's you're basically living in fucking V for Vendetta right we now. We have to get a, we have to know? get a permission slip. We have to get a permission. I, I, know. I have to get a permission slip to come out. Yeah. It's it's literally a combination of 1984 and Brave New World. I mean, that's that's what it is. Fucked, you know, with a with a dash of Fahrenheit 451 because they're burning Dr. Seuss books. But that's happening in America. So like, listen, it's fucked everywhere. It's all fucked. All fucked. It's fucked. Right. Well, listen. Look, next next month we'll get together and we're going to talk about bull markets and not fuck up. Phil, thank you for joining us, man. It. I'm going to speak to Parker, see if he'll write me a letter, uh, and I'll see if I can get there next month. Yeah, absolutely. We we definitely, like I said, need someone here interviewing all the plebs, making sure that things are uh, well documented at the April fifteenth Austin Bit Devs meetup. I would love to be there, dude. It's, it's gonna Hell be yeah. it. Hot all, man. Peace, bro. Peace. All right. Mm, did you enjoy that? That's a bit wild. That one. God, I loved that. That was so much fun. Um, but okay. Firstly, I'm a moron, and obviously. I lost my key. Uh, I, I could have not talked about it, but I had to tell you about it, right? Listen, don't be a moron like me. Manage your keys and your security really tightly. Listen, I love Hoddle. What a dude. His finger is really on the pulse of Bitcoin. Love hearing him talk about Bitcoin, whether it's Clubhouse or here or whatever. And it's great to have him on the show as a, as a regular guest. And also, big thanks to Phil for coming on. It's great to hear him talk about security and managing your keys and you know where he thinks the market's going. Also, outside of this, I've also got Dan Held. He's agreed to do a regular monthly show. It's a really strong lineup we're getting now. We've got Dan, Hoddle, Lynn Alden, Willie Wu, Shinobi, smashing it. So big thanks to all those people for agreeing to, to do this regular show. Now, I hope you enjoyed it. If you do want to reach out to me and get in touch, you can hit me up. It's hello at whatbitcoindid.com, or you can head over to our Telegram channel. We've got nearly 500 members there now. It's really growing. If you've got questions, you can come and ask. Ben's there answering all your technical stuff. Also, if you want to support the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Those reviews are really helpful for the rankings. So thank you if you have done that. If you haven't, please do it. Um, also, if you want to head over to defiance.news, you can check out our latest show. It's about the digital afterlife produced by Edwina Stott. She absolutely smashed that one. And also, you can sign up to our newsletter at neveredit.com. Listen, I love you all. Have a great weekend, and I will see you all next week. I'm gonna make